This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hello everyone, it's your favourite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport fan network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Look back for Arfield. What a bowling! Scott Arfield! He's been threatening that recently. And all the Burnley players run to the Darwin end. Burnley win the next ball. It's Rory now. On the outside, he's on. Quickly finds Benson in space at the byline. Can Burnley get a goal here? Back for Brownell. Saved by the keeper. That is magnificent. They deserve that. Can he go on the outside? Comes inside. Comes out the shot. Oh, what a goal! Manuel Benson once more. That is top class. Burnley have done it. Fantastic. Clarence deserved the championship title. They've been the best side throughout the campaign. Burnley have won the second tier. What a fantastic achievement. The players have been magnificent. Yes, hello everybody and welcome along to the latest episode of the Turfcast podcast, full-time show with me, Joe Redmond, after Burnley's fantastic win down at the Cottage yesterday as Burnley ran out 2-0 winners at Craven Cottage thanks to goals from Wilson Orderbear and Santa, uh, sorry, Sanderberg. Um, the fantastic win, a great second half performance from the lads. First half, probably a little bit passive, but we'll get into that. We'll chat about the game at second half. You could really see it all coming together and the plan that company has for this team. Brilliant win for company as well. That'll get the pressure off his back a little bit from some of the people uh, that were giving it to him. 
But uh, we'll get into all that. Plenty to chat about this morning on Christmas Eve. And what a better way to spend Christmas Eve than with the Turfcast lads. I'm buzzing. I get to see Sam. I get to see Neil. I'll get to say a good Chris- Merry Christmas to him before we leave. I've got a coffee. The Sunday morning podcast are back. I've not got one. Neil's got a black coffee. Neil's yeah. got a black. I'd like to show you the colour of mine, but you can see on the top. So I can stick a yeah. flake in that. You could. Flake in that. You could. But yes. And, and Sam's got a brew. Sam, what's in your drink? It's a coffee, mate. It's a coffee. Oh, look, coffee boys. Coffee boys. It. I like it. it. Sunday morning we coffees. It. We do. We do. Sunday morning coffees. Uh, well, Sam, good to have you back, mate. Thanks for coming on the show. As always, mate, I'm always here, always ready to do a do Sam a Sam is one of the bits of the furniture. Sam is a legend. Exactly. Neil's one of the OGs. We've got a good little team brewing here. <laughs> I love it. And as you can see, as mentioned, he's already had a chat and he's got a fresh fade as well. He's been to the barbers. It's Neil Layfield, everybody. Yes, mate. Woo! I was yes, thank you. Thank you very much. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yes, yes. That, that's a nice Christmas echo, line, is that a line I see? I've got a line, mate. Yes, I've gone. Oh, uh, yes. Look yes. at that. Yes. <laughs> Look at that. Feeling Down with it. sexy. Uh, Simon Townley, if you're in the comments, please give us a comment on a, on a Neil's haircut. But I don't think he is. In only, he'll be in bed, Simon. I know for a fact he'll be in bed. Um, but before we get started, I just want to remind everybody that the Turfcast podcast full-time show is now officially sponsored by Wave Car Finance. Wave Car Finance are a local car finance company who specialise in getting you your dream car through their fantastic one-to-one personalised service. Their finance-first approach ensures that you can secure the very best finance deal in a deal tailored to suit you and they can even settle any existing finance agreement and swap your current car into a brand spanking new one and to celebrate this brilliant new partnership between wave car finance and turfcast podcast if you mention turfcast podcast to them they will give you a voucher worth up to 200 pounds to spend at the burnley fc club shop on completion of your finance deal so why not pop down to their stunning showroom in wallet or give them a call or even just send them an email or message them on social media to start your new car adventure today and don't forget to mention turfcast because when you do you basically get 200 pound for free to spend in the club shop and with the january sales coming up perfect time to go and do it not that the club will probably have any sales on uh, but we'll see uh, but thanks to everybody in the comments get them coming in simon maru speaking of orgies simon was an og simon was an original gangster with neil back in the day uh, moretti marus we used to call him because he'd always be drinking a moretti and that makes him sound like an alcoholic is not um, just when he was watching <laughs> turkey <laughs> but he says you better watch out you better not cry you better not pout i'm telling you why sanderberg is coming to town everybody is delivering your presents and delivered them uh, for us yesterday. Trucker Jenkins says, we'll beat one of Liverpool, Villa or City, then we'll beat Luton. It's on. Come the end of January, we'll all be able It's amazing what a win can do, isn't it? It's amazing. I tell you what, if we beat one of Liverpool, Villa or City, then Trucker, fair play, because I, I, I'm in a great mood this morning. We probably will, but then we'll, then we'll lose against Luton. Yeah, something like that. Don't something say like that, because that, that's, like that'll that. annoy me more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just stirring the pots on getting Sam ready. That's all it is. Get, you, you get Sam ready. You get Sam ready. And we're like, he's in a good mood this morning, though. So we'll struggle to wind <laughs> him up, I think. Uh, local Jedi just says a load of gibberish. That's how happy he is. Well, someone obviously not. That's started, a Southampton. Someone started yeah. the drinks early. That, that that's a Southampton fan. So I think I think you're on the wrong show, mate. I think you're on the wrong show. Uh, Ryan Collins says marching down the Brunshaw Road. Andy Benny says good morning, guys from Houston Station. Just on my way back from the game yesterday. Merry Christmas to you and all your families. Merry Christmas to you as well. 
and a fantastic comment. Uh, Ryan Collins says, watch the game in the same place a set of bastards were. That's funny because they lost yesterday, didn't they? So I hope everything was okay with them. Uh, Martin Mack says, marching down the Townley Street, Burnley. Hope you all have a great Christmas and all the best for the new year. Uh, Icky Punk is in. They say, bloody hell, early start, lads. Merry Christmas Eve. You can blame Neil for that. He's got a busy day. He's left all his shopping to the last minute. He's got to go out at half ten. Whereas me, I'm just chilling. I'm just chilling today. Everything's done. I need to do some rapping, though. Can't really oh, be honest with that. See, not Stop. looking forward to that. Yeah. I can't be honest with that. I can't rap, though. That's the problem. That is the problem. I normally get the missus to rap, but obviously I can't get her to rap her own presents. I've been thinking about like, blindfolding it and just saying, there's a present in front of you. Wrap it. Gift then bags, gift bags tissue paper. Yeah, Sprinkle. mate, that's actually a great shout. But I'm not going Tesco today. You can sort of um, yeah. Jay Hartley says, Morning, lads. Jake Mayer says, Morning, lads. Everyone's favorite Scotsman, Andrew Blythe says, Morning, lads. Uh, Ferrates says, Morning, boys. What a grift for Christmas. Me and Dolly the dog watching. Excellent news. Scott Hardacre says, I think we can get seven wins next year. We're going to need it. True Red says, Morning, gent. Simon's laughing at the alcoholic comment from earlier. Um, is definitely not alcoholic. I'd just like to put that out there before I get any um, <laughs> letters from any solicitors um, on, 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 on the on the uh, on the doorstep. And he's a brilliant dentist as well, so I've heard. Um, Mladen, Mladen Baric, apologies. He says, hello, guys. Merry Christmas from Croatia. I love Burnley, don't we all? John says, cheers. Merry Christmas, mates. And Stuart Rhodes, another OG. I love it when I see an OG name pop up. Bring Text me back to the, the days when I first started the Turfcast, when it was... Just me and a dream and my friend, and I just do one show a week. And uh, yeah, it wasn't as good as what it is now, but that someone's got to start somewhere. And the last one of the comments, Peter Astin says, Merry Christmas from New Zealand. We're literally being watched around the world. We'll be watched at Houston Station, Croatia, Townley Street, and New Zealand. So happy days, worldwide turf cast. But let's get into it. This is what everybody wants to hear. I'll start with you, Neil. Let's Sam yes, I'll start with you. <laughs> Thoughts on the game yesterday? Obviously, three points in the bag. I'll be honest, wasn't expecting it at all. I think I said it in the pre-game show. I thought we'd get beat 3-1, 3-0, something like that. Fulham were in good form. Just put five past Forest, who are above us, or right, in, in poor form. Just put five past West Ham, who were knocking on the door of the European places. Right above Man United, we a good win yesterday. So I thought they'd do the same to us, because our defence is, or has been, terrible. Um, but obviously, we held out well in the second half. Um, it defensively, we created well in the second half as well. Um, so a great three points for Burnley. But Neil, your thoughts, please. Yeah, same as you, mate. I was fully expecting a defeat. Um, I think we all were, we all probably were. Um, first half, I thought it was coming because Fulham were were the better team. To be fair, and then second half was was class. That's really that second half was the first time I felt we've looked like we belong in that division. Um, yeah, I think, oh, I think yeah. you could see. I think you could see what we're trying to do in that. Second yeah, exactly. Half. Yeah, it's the first time because we've said all oh, year just stay in the, stay in the game, um, at least compete, and we did that. And it's the first time I think we've looked, as I say, like we belong in that division. So yeah, really good, great. Um, I mean, uh, Odebert, he only scores those goals, doesn't he? He doesn't score tappings. He scores. I he was scores the president of the Luca Collio Show fan club. I might oh, defunct that oh, now and then oh become the president of the Odebert. I don't know how we've gone from no, Collio Show no. to what, the Odebert. What a breaking sellout for Christmas Eve. You can tell you what this guy sport. I'll, you sell out. I'll, I'll, I'll wait until I'll wait until he's back again, and we can have two. We can have two, but then one of them probably will yeah. be playing, and it'll be hard work to to have two rival fan clubs. You see. 
But yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, but he only scores them, doesn't he? He just seems to score banger after banger. Like Benson last year scored banger after banger. It's now yeah. Oda Bear. And then, um, yeah, Sander Burge with that run. Unbelievable. I know. I know I said I know I said when it was all doom and gloom that I can't stand any of these players, but I actually quite like Sander Burge. I think he's, <laughs> I think he's all right. Um uh yeah, what what a run and really good finish as well. Um because did he get a deflection or was it straight no. through? No, straight it was through, the key. The keeper probably should have done better with it. I think that's what it yeah. was. The keeper probably should have done better with it. Yeah. But there was so much pace and precision and power on it. Yeah, exactly. Because at first, I, is, I thought it was deflected. From but... nowhere. Yeah. It's come from nowhere. I mean, they've had a first half not even facing a shot. So yeah. Yeah. he's always thought they're not even going to hit this. And he's hit it. And he's just wrong-footed him. Like It's, just, it's yeah. a great it's run. It's a great run. And it's a typical Sanderberg run where he's just yeah. running and, and, and no one gets anywhere near him. It, it mm. looks like no one's trying to tackle him, but literally nobody gets anywhere near him. No and I just think he's it. like, there's no option on here. There's no great option on it. I just think he's gone, you know what, sorry, I am literally the Norwegian king. I'm going to smack it. And then he smacked it and it's gone We've in. We've been waiting for him but to yeah, do that for weeks, though. He's made those yeah. runs for weeks and we just keep thinking, like, just hit it. Like, just hit the ball. And he's finally done it this week. And then he did it again and... It was it was very close because it, you could clearly tell he knew he should have done better with that second effort. But I I, I love the bloke me. I think if if I'm going to take ownership of a fan club of any player, yeah, you can have it. Yeah. I absolutely yeah. love him. He's fantastic. Everything Let's get some t-shirts done. printed. Sanderberg's <laughs> fan club for Sam. I love it. Luca Coleoshaw and Odegaard, Odegaard, or the Bear oh. fan club. It's because it's on screen for me, and Neil can have Neil can have Mjoric. Neil can have Mjoric because yeah, yeah. And just, just a word on that, or uh, another good game for Trafford as well. Yeah, we'll get uh, into brilliant. Trafford. Another yeah. good game brilliant. from you. Yeah. Kept yeah. us in the game in, in that second half. Uh, keep your comments coming in. I just some more I want to put on screen before we get to Sam. Uh, Andy Benny says, "What a bizarre ground Fulham has never been to an away game where the home fans and away fans mingle behind the stand, but not a sign of trouble." I've been there before. We lost three 0 um, and yeah, it is it's bizarre, isn't it? But I don't really mind it in in, in some no. grounds. I think Fulham because it's because because it's Fulham and they're all like chilled out. I don't think anyone really cares. They say it's uh, the friendliest ground, do that. and it's uh, supposed to be like the friendly and it's supposed to be like the friendliest grounds to visit. Or yeah, you know, what? I, I, I like it. It's a, it's a, it's a good ground, and yeah, apparently I don't. They don't have any real rivals. They'll say Chelsea, no. but I'm sure Chelsea aren't overly bothered. It's, it's just, like, just a nice area. That's literally how like football should be like you go to a yeah, game you win some you lose some like at the same time like you could go to Chelsea and people could kick off you and you sit there and you think you're a 40 year old bloke like chill out yeah like, are it, you bro. listening Everton fans get your own away uh, sit with your own fans <laughs> Adrian Brown says hello from South Africa best wishes guys hello we are literally worldwide this morning and I am loving it and then Peter is having a chat South Africa, lovely country. I was there in 1969. I was not even a twinkle in my dad's eye then, Peter. Uh, Show your age a bit there, mate. <laughs> what a great way of explaining <laughs> that. <laughs> True Red says, one thing playing in Burnley's hands was Fulham would still be tired from playing midweek. I did mention that in the um, in the uh, pre-game show, but I just I, I kind of agree in a way, but I just think that second mm-hmm. half, we just went on the front foot uh, uh, and put it to him. Icky Punk says, how good was Fozzie continued where he left off? Even when he fucked up, he immediately rectified his error. Uh, it was probably a result of tiredness. We'd have more points now if he hadn't been out. You know what? It was within the first five minutes, you saw what you were missing with Foster. Uh, yeah. I'll be honest with you. I, I read that comment out, and as soon as I read it out, I was like, 
thought, who's, who's fuzzy? I need to work that out now. So I don't look stupid. <laughs> but it's obviously faster. Um, yeah. But there were one moment within the first five minutes, I think I tweeted about it, where it, it goes deep, jumps up, chests it, brings it down, brings one of the wide players in, and then they go up front and get a corner. Like we've, we have been missing that so much with Jay because yeah, he's yeah. just not been getting involved. And that was part of the reason yesterday why we were so much better because we had Foster there doing them things. It goes unnoticed, but there's a massive difference between him doing that, winning the corner, then Jay pretending to try and jump for a header and it going out, you know, for, well, going just straight to them. So we missed that a lot yesterday. Uh, Montana Prime says, up the Clarets, Sam Allardyce will be proud. To hell with this tippy tappy. I didn't, I didn't, I, I should really check the comments while I put them on screen. Uh, <laughs> I was looking at like, don't put it up, don't put it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, a good read. I just put them all up. I just put them all up. So I'll start reading them first. Andy Wright said, I've been dreaming all day about a French Pelé. Yes. Um, Matthew Porter says, I've been saying it all season. Um, how important that second goal is. Yeah, it's obviously, we need it. We need it in all these games. Brighton, obviously, stuff like that. Uh, always Clarets in the chat. Thanks for sending a video in this week, mate. I will be putting it up today uh, after this, uh, working yesterday. So I'm going to steady the content out during the day today with the videos from uh, yourself, Liam, and... Uh, one from another new lad called Josh, so thank you for that. But he says Burgess needed that goal. The efforts against Everton seem to have given him the confidence to go for it. Scott's in Halifax, but not in Canada. Oh, hey, mate, Halifax is still fine. I'm in Burnley. Uh, Simon Edmondson says, Sander steam train Burge was class. Uh, apologies for the... Yeah, thank you, Neil. Apologies for the... <laughs> for the, for the, for the I'm going to say that's not me this time. Uh, that normally is me. Um, but thank you that for Neil. Uh, so yeah, Scott Ardacres in Canada. Simon Ed says Sander Steam Train, but he was fantastic. Uh, and Peter Aston says I was over in Burnley for the Sheffield United game, uh, but had to return on medical ground. Well, thank you for that, Peter. Um, I hope all is well with you. But Sam, we've not had your thoughts on the game yet. Fantastic performance, game of two halves, but that's probably been a bit over dramatic. But I do think in the second half. Fulham were probably the better side and had the better chances. Um, Trafford made a couple of good saves to keep us in it. But second half, we came out, we got on the front foot, we ran at them, we made chances, uh, created chances, sorry, and put the ball in the back of the net. And that's all you can do. But yeah, thoughts on the game, please, mate. Uh, just brilliant, isn't it? I mean, like, we, we won 2 0. We've won against somebody that's not in the bottom three with us. Like, it, it's. It, it, we see. In, we said in the podcast last week um, after the Everton game, like, do we dare to dream again if we beat Fulham? We all said no. Um, like, I, I <laughs> here am, we are I'm dreaming. Pulling back, I'm pulling back on it. Like, here we are dreaming. Yeah. Um, but the only reason why, and I, and th this is the only um, the only thing I'm going to say before I fully talk about the game is like, so it is a contradiction. I completely agree with it. It is. However. After that Everton game, I would argue anybody turns around and watch that game and turns around and says that, oh, we're going to go beat Fulham. Like, I didn't expect no, I to go to beat Fulham, let alone, oh, we're going to stay in the division. Like, I think performances up until this point, probably from maybe Palace onwards, you can see the identity. All the games before that, I've completely forgotten because I don't think we had any identity. Right. We had no foothold in any game. We just looked rubbish. From Palace onwards, I feel like you can slowly start to see what we're trying to do. I think we have been ever so slightly unlucky. I'm hoping now that that's the game where we're like, right, we're not playing against Luton. We're not playing against Sheffield United. We've just gone to Fulham, who've won 10-0 on aggregate in the last two weeks. And we've, we've done them. And we've turned them over because what we've done is, instead of doing what we've done before, we've stayed in the game. We've stuck to the principles. And it's actually worked. Like, the playing out from the back, it worked. 
it actually worked. We were beating the press of the midfield and getting up yeah, to Yeah, we Foster beat him quite a few times yesterday, didn't we? Yeah, and it was brilliant. And we were getting the ball out wide a lot more. It was brilliant. I thought Trezor, when he came on, was such a, a, a yeah. perfect player to bring on on that left-hand side. And it just begs the question, you've spent £18 million on a player who was one of the best players in Europe last season. Why is he not playing? Like The more consistent game time he's going to get, the better he's going to get. I think he looked really good yesterday, but then again, he's still outshined by some 19-year-old French Pelé who just scores worldies from, le- all, from all over the pitch. It's brilliant. Um, Sander Berge had another fantastic game. I, I love the bloke. He's so good. His ability in midfield to win the ball back and use his body. like Sometimes there's a clunkiness. Forget it. It doesn't matter. Every time he gets the ball, he's forward-thinking. He doesn't think sideways. He doesn't think backwards. He's a clever, clever centre midfielder and he's been absolutely brilliant. Foster being in that number nine role is amazing. We've got a hold-up striker who has the ability to turn and get into the box within two seconds, unlike Jay, who takes three months to fossilise first before he gets into the box. Um, No disrespect to Jay. He's been brilliant for us over the years. And I think subs were better. I think he did the right thing with taking Trezor off to solidify the game, bringing Del Quar on. I think everything just came together in a really genuinely good performance. That comment there, Daro Shea's best game. He didn't yeah. make very many other than the first half. In the second half, he calmed down a lot more and we were able to carry the ball. Bayer was brilliant carrying the ball out from the back. James Trafford was class. Every single part of that game felt really good. And do I dare to dream again? You bet your bottom dollar I do. We're staying in the division. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Sam positive rants are so much better than Sam negative rants. So that, was, that was that was that was <laughs> so nice. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. I said it earlier though, innit? It's it's amazing what a win can do. Um, all like I said earlier, we we're all like, yeah, down by in fact, I get a text message off a lad uh, every time we get B, he just sends me a text message that says <laughs> down by Feb. I've not I've started responding to him when we don't get beat and putting safe by Feb, but I forgot. Um, so I'll do Send that now. now. I'll do it now. now. I'll do it live on Turfcast. We'll do it live on Turfcast. Safe by Feb, by the way. There we go. I think, I think the only thing that I would say is obviously coming off the positive rant is I do still. Oh, think here we go. No, no, I do still <laughs> think we have an impossible task. I do think it's difficult. However, if Forest don't get that new manager bounce back. We genuinely have got an opportunity of leapfrogging them. <clears throat> what we don't want now is Luton to get some form and start going with us toe-to-toe because Sheffield United were very close to having us rock bottom and we were, we'd be in the same position now than we were before. Like The fact that they only drew means that we have, I mean, it's only two points, but we have created a bit of a gap. Yeah, We're not one point behind Luton. And at this stage, we're three points behind le- being level on points with with Forest. Like we're in a position now where if we pick up a win, the next two games are hard. So you're going to have to kind of, you know, face the tide of time a little bit. But I do think there's a I'm more positive now than I was before because I do feel like your performances are coming together. And I always do that thing. I always do it where. I go back to results that have happened. If we'd have picked up three points like we should have done against Forest and we didn't have a terrible VAR call, we'd be in a better position. If we, managed to, if we managed to keep a, uh, keep get a point against Bournemouth for another horrendous VAR decision, we'd have been in a better position. 
And if we didn't manage to shoot ourselves in the foot against West Ham and even picked up just a point, we'd be in a better position. It's hindsight, I know, but some of those performances have been better. The positives that we've had now are astronomical from this game. They have to be taken into the Liverpool game. We lose, fine. I can take it on the chin. It's Liverpool. They're a good team. Go to Brighton again. It's a team that you've done one, you drew one one against. Go go home, take the game to them. You've proven you can do it. Just don't be sloppy. Don't go two goals down in 25 minutes. Give them a game, stay in the game, give us a chance. And we can beat teams like that. It might not be pretty, but we can beat teams like that. I'm fine with trying to play out from the back and losing the ball, but being defensively resolute and sticking together as a team and winning the game 2-0 with two shots on target, then I would be watching us have 28 shots and 16 on target and losing 1-0. Like, I'd, I'd much rather do that. Yep. No, fair enough. I agree with most of that. I do want to quickly... Neil, is it safe to come back to you? Yes, mate. All yes, good. it's safe. I do want to... Because Sam mentioned a few players there uh, and he's just earned his money there. I think he's been talking since about the 15-minute mark. Uh, so, well done, Sam. Um, but I so do quickly want to... <laughs> So I do, I do want to quickly get some of your thoughts, Neil. And in the comments as well, keep your comments coming in. Uh, Jake says, uh, Foster's layoff for Odebear is quite tricky, but so class. And that's what Sam was just saying. We've missed that so much because Jay just doesn't provide that. As much as we all love him, he just doesn't provide that anymore. He just doesn't. Um, and Foster Foster. No, well, Foster's, when, I think when he first went uh, off, one of the things we said was we're missing his hold-up play because he's so strong at holding the ball up yeah. at the top. That's, that was a big part of why, um, well, obviously why he was scoring because there were some goals that he was scoring early in the season where literally if, if it had been Jay in that position, it wouldn't have happened. It was purely Foster's strength to keep the ball. And that's what we've missed is that someone yeah. was able to do that. So now hopefully he's back and hopefully he's got the help he needs and he's, he's able to stay in the team now and, and play through. Is he going to AFCON? Do we know? Doesn't look like it. The last, nah, the last yeah, thing company yeah, said yeah. is no, but he, he didn't, he didn't say anything in the recent press conference. It was the so week hopefully, before. hopefully we've got him and we can get a good run of games now and get him sort of integrated back into the team. And yeah, if that's how we play, if the anything, the team then if anything now Afcon is coming up, we we're all worried about it at the start of the season. But if anything, if if Foster isn't going, then we'll just have Zorori going if he's selected from Morocco, which doesn't affect us, which is a different debate. It doesn't affect us because he's <laughs> yeah. been picked. Um, so it could actually help us because Luton have two players. I think it is going. Sheffield United have four players. I think Forest have yeah. two or three. So we could end up being stronger compared to our rivals than what we were. But I do quickly want to ask you about O'Shea because Sam mentioned it there. Uh, he actually played quite well yesterday. And I've been quite yeah, critical of him. So I, I've, I've selected it out as well. Um, I actually do like him. I think he can defend quite well. But the problem with O'Shea is he always seems to have a mistake in him. And that's yeah. that's that's the issue that I have with him as Sam... Yeah, but he's not the hair. only he's, he's not the only player who's got that mistake in him. They've, cool. they've all done it. Um, I know, but uh, but just just to point out, it, it was better yesterday. Um, yeah, it was. Li- little bits of sloppiness as well, but he was part of a defensive unit that headed out really well at the end and, and made some good challenges and won some good headers. Yeah, it was. And I think um, I think he was just um, an example of the whole how the whole team in that second half just seemed to have grown. Um, last week, I, I know I was critical of people not learning from the mistakes and uh, including the manager. Uh, and that second half, it looks like they actually have. Um, you know, they, they rectified whatever wasn't going well. Um, they knew exactly what they needed to do from the first half, came out the second half and did what they needed to do. And O'Shea, he did look very, very good. Um, the whole defence did. Um, Trafford, um, yep. 
Um, the whole defensive unit looks very, very good and able to... Not, I don't think Fulham had that many clear-cut chances. I know they were on top a little bit in the first half, but there weren't any way you'd just think, oh, we're up against the air, lads. Um, but what we did have to defend, I thought they did very, very well. Yeah, no, agree. Um, you mentioned... We'll stick with you, Neil, but we'll mention yeah. Trafford there as well. Uh, yeah. Decent first-half performance. Um, played very, very well. Like you said, they didn't create too much, but Trafford did have to make a couple of good saves. He did. Um, he did so there was that. FIFA save, where it looks... It was, he made it look a bit more complicated than it had to be for the cameras, I think. That one where he, he parried it off. Um, yeah. What, you know, he's entitled to do that. Yeah, another good game from another clean sheet. Can only be good for the confidence. Um, and... He's, he, he's another one, like O'Shea. He looks like he, he does look like he's finally, finally growing into it, uh, into his role a little mm. bit. Um, and yeah, fair play to lad. I know that we've we've always said there's a keeper in there. It was just his all his overall because he's more to goalkeeping than shot stopping. Um, yeah. But I just think he and the defense are just they, they, like I said, they're just growing into it. And he sort of is the front man of that growth, if you will. He, they just all look more comfortable now with what they are, that they are Premier League footballers um, and they're getting there a little bit, yeah. But yeah, great. Yeah, um, yeah good, good. Pleased to see it. As I, did, I did want him to prove us wrong. I know that I love Murch and stuff, but if, if he's proven me wrong by the end of the season and he's turned out to be one of the greatest keepers, <laughs> then fair play. Fair play. Yeah, well, he's certainly getting better and better every week, I think. Yeah. And that was another great performance. Two clean sheets now for him. In the Premier League, obviously kept... Where did he keep the other one? Sheffield United. Um, and obviously yesterday as well. So he's just going to get better and better as well. Uh, there's a comment here from Andrew. And Sam, I want to come to you on this. Because I'm glad mm -hmm. you've said this, Andrew. But Taylor coming in at left-back helped the defensive unit. It did. And it didn't only help the defensive unit defensively. But it gives us a balance back, doesn't it? Because last year we had that balance with Martson. Now this year we flipped it. We have it with Vitinho on the other side. Mm -hmm. But the fact that he wasn't there against Everton... You could see the defence just wasn't the same. Um, they yeah. weren't passing out from the back. Well, they just didn't have that balance, did they? So Taylor slotting in, despite all his critics, despite a lot of people saying he shouldn't be anywhere near the first team, him coming in yesterday helped us massively. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are fantastic, especially when you win the league at Ewood Park. But there's still nothing quite like playing at home. The same goals for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. To be fair, if in every single game that everyone's played this season, he's been the most consistent player we've had. He has. The only mistake he's made was that little one at Bournemouth. But he's been so consistent. He's so good on that left-hand side. He works so well with, um, well, with whoever's on the left-hand side. It could be anybody. Um, he did. Uh, he did well yesterday. The, his ability to go forward as well is is good. I always like that. But the thing that I love about Charlie is he's defensive first. 
he always thinks I'm a defender first. So he's yeah. always in the right position. He always wins his headers. He never misses a tackle. He's just brilliant. He stands his man up really well as well. He's been so good. And yeah, that, that comment there, like we said it at the start of the season, like all the people that did say that he wouldn't fit a company system didn't watch him in the dice system. He was one of the only creative attacking players whilst being good defensively in a dice system that starved of his attacking quality. Like, so putting him in a more attacking system would only bring out more of it when he's such a clever defender. He, he's so good. And I think and I think he deserves all the credit in the world. I really do. Because, like you say, he's had his critics and, and he's absolutely silenced them. So, yeah, fair play to the lad. And he's a, and he's a Leeds lad as well. So <laughs> He is, he is, to be fair. Um, but the, the only thing I will say about that is... It's it's wrong, but because obviously he's coming to a company system now and he's working because company has adapted the system slightly to help suit him. And by mm. that, I mean the Martson role, which was on the left hand side last season, he's now being given to Vitinho. But obviously Taylor's still got a part to play in that. So yeah, it's 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 right in a way because he I, I don't think he could do that Martson role um, to be honest. But he's doing the no, other I side don't. of it, which is fantastic. But it, it wasn't it wasn't at first because it was with Connor Roberts at right back when he first came in, yeah, and then he was still not the reason we conceded at all. That's what yeah. I mean. I don't mean yeah. like from the perspective of how he fits the system, because I know he's changed the system. So Vettini is the attacking fullback and he's the more defensive. But it's like, from the standpoint of, we've said everybody's had a mistake in them this season. Yeah, he's had the one at Bournemouth where he lost the ball in midfield and he ran across the box. But other than that, I can't think of a defensive, you know, I can't, I can't see him messing up defensively. I can't see him... You know, not putting in 110%. He always wins his headers. He always tries to make yeah. an overlap. And he's got a couple of assists and he's got a goal this season. Like, you know, he's actually done very, very well. And I, I think it, it's so it's so nice to see. And who knows, could, could we see if Coley Osher is out for the season? Could we see a good link-up between Charlie Taylor and Mike Trezor? Who knows? That could be my left-hand side. It might not be yours, but I think it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I think, to be honest, we've seen some good stuff uh, from Mike Trezor. And I know, Sam, you've already mentioned it. So, Neil, I'll come to you. Um, Fanatez says, um, we're now seeing glimpses of the real Mike Trezor. He's looking sharper week on week. Can't wait to see him reach his potential. I mean, we're talking about Mike Trezor there reaching his potential like he's a 15-year-old kid. Um, but as Sam did say earlier, he was one of the best players in Europe last season. Um, but it's not about potential. It's about potential in this system, isn't it? Like, he mm -hmm. needs to, to get used to this system. Him. And if if we're seeing the glimpses of him now that we saw yesterday, and not just yesterday, it's it's other games as well where it's coming from the bench and, and coming into the system and doing well and making things happen, he could be fantastic in that second half of the season for us. Yeah, he can. And he, as I say, he's another one who looks like he's grown into it. I know we we he's got a lot of stick early in the season, and I just think with him, it's his body language, isn't it? He's got like it's not that he doesn't care and he's not interested. It's just that that's how he looks because he just looks like he's sort of like really laid back and yeah. He suffers no, from the old Dwight McNeil. Yeah, the old Dwight thing, apart from he's, I think he's a better football than Dwight. But um, I think he's, yeah, it's just one of those where the more he plays, the more he's going to get into the system. And uh, yeah, second half of the season, he, he could be um, a massive, massive part. Like Sam says, he was one of the best in Europe last year. So we know it's there. It's just a case of giving him enough time to um, express it at, at, at the turf, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so so what do we do then, Neil? I'll stick with you. So what do we do? Is it time we started starting yeah. him? Should, should we start yeah, starting start him now and in place yeah, of him, we're sticking him out on the right? Or yeah, it's a tough one, isn't it? Because then you have to take yeah, all, to, to put him in his natural position. You have yeah. to take all about the side 
If not, you're putting square pegs in round holes by moving players around. All the best score from being on the right. He was when he scored. See, I think with wingers, well, with wide players anyway, I think they are a lot more, it's not a case of you're playing them out of position. You are, but they're a lot more interchangeable because it doesn't matter mm. if you're left or right footed, you can play on either wing and just... Yeah, I, I, think, I, I, I think if we're so going to do it, I think... Them. Yeah. yeah, swap them. I don't, yeah, I think. If, if we're doing it's it, that, as, I think for now, that's not as, leave it as that's it not is as for now. Yeah, that's not as detrimental as like putting Roberts at left back, for example. Yeah. It's, yeah. Swapping wings isn't isn't going to impact it that bad. And if it is, if it isn't working, you just swap that's it. a position where we've got you swapping back, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's what I would do. Definitely. And that's, uh, yep. speaking as a football manager, aficionado, that's what I would do. <laughs> I love it. I love it. There always goes back there. to that. Um, <laughs> of course it does. Always goes back, always goes back to that. And some managers. <laughs> or, or trainers. If you, if you follow me on Instagram, he buys a new set of trainers every week. I'm like, he's a teacher. Know, yeah. I, I, where's he getting his money from? I'm wearing the same trainers <laughs> yeah. from 2016. <laughs> but um, it's but, an addiction, uh, It is an addiction. Need Neil help. has an help. addiction. It could be worse, mate. It could be addicted to something far worse, but we won't go into that. I sent a live text message on the show earlier, and here he is, Leo Caldicott. Here we go, late to the show this morning. He says he loves Sander. I've said it a bit more politically than he did. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if he wins Player of the Year for us. Yep, as you said, mate, you're late. We've discussed all that. So when we finish, rewind, um, and we'll be safe by February, mate. He's the guy that says down by February every single week, um, but evidently not, because we're going to be safe. We're going to be safe by February now. Um, but, Neil, <clears throat> I want to come to you again. Yes, man. Um, because last week we had a debate um, about Vincent Company. Now, there's been a yeah, lot of pressure on Company. Um, there's been a lot of stuff being said recently. Uh, I'm not referring to you here, Neil. Um, but there's been a lot of stuff on, on Twitter recently that's just getting out of hand. Certain accounts, certain people. I'll oh, get him out now. It's a disgrace. It's a disgrace. Yesterday... Some of these people actually put a tweet up saying he got it right today. And I nearly responded saying, bloody hell, mate. That was through gritted teeth, wasn't it? But I didn't. I stayed professional. Um, but I know you've already complimented his subs already yesterday. Um, I actually did think the team selection at first, the fact that O'Shea was still in there, I was like, for God's sake, Vincent, I can't keep sticking by you if you're choosing the wrong team all the time. But as mm. we've said already, O'Shea played really well yesterday. So I, I've got to eat a bit of humble pie myself on that one. But yeah, you were saying last week, you weren't company out. I'll give I'll give you no, that, no. but you were yeah. you were saying like you're leaning more towards out now, and, he, and he's got to start proving to you that he can do it. I presume yeah. yesterday went a bit of a way to doing that. Stage one of that pr proving process. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if that's the thing. Yes, yeah, stage one is it? I mean, you know, I saw someone um, did say one swallow doesn't make a summer. So yeah, it's it's that. It's, it, yesterday counts for nothing. If we're I can, going... I can imagine who that was. I didn't see that tweet, but I can imagine yeah, who it was. Um, but yeah, and I sort of agree with that. But yeah, definitely. And um, I like to think he, he saw what we were saying and he took it on board. Vincent watches. And we are responsible not, for this. Um, so no, I'm, I'm again, I, I wasn't fully out. I, I did say give it to the end of January and and I want to see that things are learning from this. And if this is stage one of learning from that and, and we are seeing this now work, then yeah, fair play. I'm happy about that. But yeah, definitely yesterday was a bit of humble pie as well. But I'm happy yeah, to no. I'm happy for that. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure we are. Even even the gritted teeth accounts and people will, will be happy or say they are happy, um, but maybe not. Sam, obviously, you always stayed on the on the other side of the fence, um, but you mentioned already about the identity and stuff, and how it's getting more and more every single week. I think, as you said earlier, and, and you're spot on. 
from the Palace game onwards, we've, we've been getting better and better and better. We've just been making silly mistakes, apart from the Everton game. That was back to square one. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, yesterday, another improvement. So, so it'd be stupid, in my opinion. The curve's going up. The curve's going up in terms of Vincent. It'd be stupid now to get rid of him. But your thoughts on, on, on him as a manager and, and how he is, is, in my opinion, getting better and more experienced? Yeah, I think it's one of the things that, I mean, if even if you go back to the uh, Premier League prediction video that we did, like, it's one of the things that I said I didn't want to happen, which was I didn't want us to come into this league and use it as an experiment. I didn't want us to look at it and use it as a growing season. I wanted it to be like a let's kick on and do it. But that's also yeah. why I said I think we'd finish 16, 17, because the jump from having all those new players and having a manager who doesn't know this league and doesn't have that experience, it needs time to bed in. So, yeah, gradually over time, we're seeing the improvements and it is really, really good. But is it what we all wanted? In my in my personal opinion, not really. I didn't I didn't want it to be, you know, the first 18 games were, were a growing process and then we kick on and start to look good. But in the stage that we are now and living in the moment, I am still glad we've got Vincent Company as a manager. I am still very, very positive with the style of play. Um, I'm very positive with the personnel now is starting to understand the style of play. Yeah. And that that's a positive thing. You know, we've, for weeks, we watched some of these players that we didn't like, well, not that we didn't like, that's really, really bad, um, that we, we really liked um, and we support because they've earned the players, but it wasn't as easy to love them like it was the teams of old because... Performances seem so lacklustre, and there was a, a lack of effort, a lack of identity, and something that you couldn't attribute yourself with. Like, obviously, you want to feel something watching this Burnley team, and I, I felt like I couldn't feel anything. Like, I was watching it just going to games and lose. Now, I feel yeah, like I'm in a position think- where, like, we're going to games. I'm like, yeah, like, let's give it a go. I'm backing this team 100%. I mean, like, I have done when we lost the first 10 games as well, but. This team, I'm, I'm right behind there with you. I'm going to grip through this this season with you and see what we can get. And I'm there 110% of the way. I think the word was disconnect, wasn't it? And the, early in the season, yeah, everyone yeah. kept saying, oh, I just yeah. feel a disconnection from this. Um, and I think that's probably starting to disappear a little bit. Uh, but still all, to do. All, all we've asked for all season is performances. I'm not bothered about results. Results results is part of football. Somebody has to come in the bottom three. Somebody has to win the league. Everybody in between just is there. But... We, we were, we were, at, you know, at one point we were sat there and it wasn't fun to watch. It wasn't like if you enjoyed watching some of those games at the start of the season, like I, I don't, I, clearly you haven't watched football very much because I've seen Burnley teams of old, even before Dash, when we used to play oof ball back in the day, we crunching two passes together, but ball used to drop at Andy Gray's feet and he used to tap ball in from five yards, like. We've 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 had styles of football like that back when football didn't have tactical identity. It was just get the ball close to goal and hit it and see if it goes in. Like now we're in a position where we're actually genuinely seeing the tactics that we're trying to put on display come together. The playing out from the back yesterday worked brilliantly. I thought we beat yep. the press fantastically. I thought we towed the line in occasions, but we set back up defensively. It didn't feel like when we lost the ball, it was a case of oh. Where am I? Where where are you? No, you're over there. I'm here. Like it didn't feel like it was very much like back to where we need to be, and and it was yeah. just it was nice to see us not just flap around, and you can see the positive signs, you can see the direction that the team's going in, 
and without without making it a big thing like i i i i still think it's an impossible task i do i think it's really really difficult but i'm back to believing again and that's what being a football fan is you're pessimistic one week the next week you're optimistic it's part of being a football fan deal with it i'm back on it we're staying up yay <laughs> <laughs> who is, who is this man <laughs> Who are you and what have you done with Sam? We scored uh, twice in a game and didn't lose. Yes. <laughs> uh, Stuart Rawls says, doesn't matter if we do get relegated, the company has to be our manager for at least two more seasons. He needs to prove his dream slash focus journey and has a chance to reach some kind of fruition. Stuart Rawls has fully bought into it. I love to see that. I think I said, I still stand by what I said uh, last week on the pod. Uh, it's got until around 10 games into next season for me, because if we do go down, how we've been for the majority of this season, uh, and then obviously we start slowly next season, then um, I, I don't see how we recover from that. But uh, Sam, you just did that mention there, you know, you still think it's an impossible task. So let's have a look at that task if this computer uh, starts working. I've brought the league table in. There it is. So obviously we are currently at 19th. I'll just quickly mute you, Neil, while the dog is in the kitchen. Um, uh, we are currently in 19th. I don't know how well you can see that. I think it's I think it's all right. I'll just make it... A, it should be all right. But yeah, we're currently in 19th. Uh, obviously, it's second bottom. And the best thing about yesterday for me, because when Sheffield United got that draw at Villa Park, I was like, for God's sake, bottom at Christmas. I just want to enjoy myself. I just want to be happy. You know, I don't. I don't want to be. I don't have to be thinking about Burnley being bottom of the league on Christmas Day. Um, but um, obviously, got the win yesterday, so we're not bottom at Christmas. So Sheffield United on nine points in twentieth. Then come Burnley second bottom on eleven points. Then you've got Luton, who of course got their first win in a while yesterday. The Tom Lockyer effect. Uh, I did think that that would galvanise them for a little bit, and it appears that that will be the case, uh, which you can completely understand why. Uh, and the good news about that is he's discharged from hospital and he is out and he will be okay. Uh, in you know, I don't think he'll play football again, um, but it, but it, it will be okay. Uh, and then Forrest, who are in absolute freefall, <clears throat> as we've stated before, uh, they're on 14 points in 17th. Then you've got Everton, as we all know, a bit of a false position. They would be in the top half um, if it wasn't mm. for the points deduction. Apparently, another good performance from them yesterday, even though they got beat. Um, I didn't watch it or I haven't seen any of the goals, but I'm just going another off what I've seen on Twitter. Ruined. Is that what it was? Right, I, 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 didn't, I didn't see that. Then you've got Palace, another team who are... In, in, in bad form, and if the bottom three were good enough, as I said about Brentford last week, could be dragged into it. And I yeah. still think that if, if us and Luton do kick on now, and Sheffield United, of course, you know, they've got a good result. Let's not forget they had a good result Friday night. Mm. I don't think we'll get a draw at Villa Park because um, I don't think we'll be able to have that type of performance. Uh, we'll get opened up a little bit too easily against them. Um, so, you know, if, if us three start kicking on, your likes of your Palaces and your Brentfords could be in trouble. And even Wolves, because, you know, they've been playing well recently. But that's, that, you know, I know they're playing today. Uh, but I expect them to get beat, uh, and they could be dragged into it as well. But they're only a couple of wins away from being pretty much safe for the season, because then then come the likes of Fulham, who I don't think will be in any danger. Uh, then Bournemouth, who are literally Real Madrid now. Like, what the hell has happened to them? They win every single week. I told and you when Chelsea. we played them, Iriola is a great manager. I told you, if they stick with him, they'll be fine. And look yep. at it. And that's just the same goes to Burnley as well. The same goes to Burnley as well. Neil, I've just realised I left you on mute. I apologise. I apologise. <laughs> Sorry, just here. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, but it, you see, I'll go back to Sam then, just in case, Neil, uh, you need to do something. But Sam, you mentioned impossible task. We're on 11 points now. Mm. The Liverpool game is the halfway point of the season. Let's be realistic. Mm. 
we're probably still going to be on 11 points after the Liverpool game. So halfway through the season, we will be on 11 points. What do we need then the second half of the season? 25 points? 20 points? I'd say 25. I'd say 25 and keep us up. But And the only reason I say impossible task is because I've always hated relegation battles, right? Where it's between like two or three teams in the bottom three because they're all pretty close and then one yeah. team outside of the bottom three because it's just so interchangeable between that four. It could go down a goal difference. It could go down to how many wins you've got, how many yellow cards you've got, all that type of jazz. Like It can go down to that. And I don't like it when it's like that. I like it when it's four or five teams to come... Like, Sorry, not four or five teams. That's exactly what I just said. Uh, like five or six teams, <laughs> you know, a couple more teams dragged into it and you can, you can gradually see oh they've lost this week that's brilliant oh we've won this week it gets us a little bit closer like I, I, I just don't like the fact that it's just Forest that I feel like we can catch because I don't think Everton will be there I think they'll get no, out of it playing some fantastic that. football Palace are Palace are they're staying Premier League until 2090 like they're just a they're just a team that no one cares about they just sit there and just exist <laughs> and Roy Hobson will still be the manager at that point as well somehow um then you've then you've like like you say with wolves like wolves absolutely they made us look like we couldn't even play football in the second half of that game. So I think like, I think that were us more than them. If I'm being honest was, with you, that, that... It was, but they'll pick results up like and even if they win two games, like they're still out of reach from us now. And you know that's only eight points. Like if yeah. you imagine if they get two wins, they're, they're out of sight. Then like where yeah. are we getting them wins from? But the 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 positive thing is we've got a January transfer window. Um, we can strengthen in areas that we know that we need and we can really give the second half of the season a really good go. I I, I saw a comment about the calibre and profile of player that we're going to try and get. I would love to see us really... And I know, again, it kind of contradicts everything that I'm saying because I still think it's a difficult task, maybe not impossible. And I still think planning for the championship is a good idea. And I do, because I think from the position that we're in, we should be looking at next season a little bit and we should be thinking, OK, it's not over because it isn't, but it leans very much at the moment from, and still in my own head, it still leans that way. But are we looking at a £15 million centre midfielder and a £15 million centre half? Are we looking at a left back? Are we looking to bring in a calibre of player that is ready to perform in this league? Or are we looking at someone like Callum Styles to come in at left back? planning for the championship next season that surely surely I, they've got surely company and pace have got two scenarios or they've got one for yeah. this is what we'll do this is what we'll do surely yeah but that's my thing though like you can't do both because you've you haven't got an endless pot of money playing for like owning burnley and managing no burnley. but i don't think but no but because of that i don't think january is going to be massive i think we'll be looking at maybe a loan or two and Maybe one signing, but we've like been linked, or something like that. We've been linked to that centre midfielder from Marseille for fifteen million pound, and that's come from a relatively respectable journalist, uh, depending on what your view of him is. Um, and he's it, literally, if that's been said by him, then there's a pot of money there somewhere with some money left over, where Burnley have said, okay, we can get someone. I agree with loans. I think loans is a brilliant idea, but the, there is a. There is some money there to pr- bring in somebody. It's like where do you where do you put it in? Like, like Matson, there you're not going to spend 
30 million pound, 25, 20 million pound on Ian Watson now. Isn't his contract up in the summer or did they extend it? Because there were rumours of him extending it. He's not extended it, but I still think they'll ask for a lot of money because like... I mean, they could ask for a lot of money now in January. It might be a case of... We could loan him now, couldn't we? We could loan him till the summer and then sign him. Uh, Yeah, but isn't there a rule where you can offer him a contract now? Or yeah, in January, yeah, yeah. I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd do that. I'd do that, and then say, "Right, come to Burnley next year." Is he under twenty-three? I think so. Yeah. Quick Google or something. Think so. Yeah, if under, he's yeah. twenty-two, then yeah, you can offer him a contract now. Twenty-one. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Sort it out now. Contract now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'd do that. I, I agree. Don't spend, don't spend all the money on him when his contract's up in the summer. Offer yeah. him a contract now, or in January, or when it's six months. Um, and then, as John says, and John's put another comment in there that I will come back to in a minute. Markson wants to run down his contract, apparently, so Chelsea will extend. Loan is a viable option. If Chelsea obviously extend it, then yeah, we'll, we'll struggle to do the contract thing. But um, yeah, I, I, I think I think Markson would be class. But then, would it ruin the balance that we found now with Vitini on Charlie? I, I think it could do because, in my opinion, Vitinho has played himself into that team and is the first name on that defensive team sheet. Like, regardless of how good Bayer's been and stuff like that, like Vitinho's been unbelievable. Like, and I think he's really fit that role very he well. And, and I'm so surprised at that. And I mean that in the nicest possible way to him, but I didn't think he was good enough last season in the Championship, if I'm being brutally honest. And he has come on leaps and bounds this year in the Premiers uh, as Vitinho. He's been fantastic. Yeah. I, I think he's he's been really good. He got done in the corner, which is some uh, you know towards the end of the game by Awobi, which is the only part of his game that I think he needs to sort. Is not don't be rash. Don't just dive in for the sake of diving in just to look like you're trying to win the ball. Like be smart and body your defender and see him out. Um, but that side of his game will come. He's only played. He's only started like what seven games. Like the position that I think we need the most, and I, I know we've. Again, we sound so contradictory at the moment, but we've talked about how good Brownell and Burgess centre mid partnership has been. But I still think another central midfielder. I still yeah, think I'm... we can have a solid, big, brute of a centre midfielder to go with Sander, so that they just both just suffocate the midfield, but they're both able to play the ball because Sander's proven it. He can carry the ball thirty yards and crack one from outside the box. Like. We just need somebody who's just going to sit and sweep and win the ball and distribute and stuff like that. That's what we need. So for me, if we did have fifteen million pound there or twenty million pound there, centre midfielder and then loans wherever else you need, that would be my perfect scenario. Yep, fair enough. Uh, we'll get more into uh, the January transfer window in January because obviously we're going to have <clears throat> a bit of uh, a couple of gaps in January. There's the um, the FA Cup. Uh, which obviously isn't at the forefront of most people's minds these days. We will do some shows for it, but it won't be as intense as what we do for the league. Uh, and then obviously there's a two-week gap anyway um, for the for the winter break where we don't have a game. Um, so we'll probably do a podcast on the January transfer window, probably invite a local journalist on, maybe Matt, maybe Andy, because uh, they're the only two that we have really now uh, these days. Um, so we will go into more detail on the January transfer window in January. But Sam, I do want to ask you something. John Robertson is the head of the West Yorkshire Clarets. He tried to do some headhunting last week to get you involved in the West Yorkshire Clarets when he found out that you were from Leeds. And he says, morning or late tuning in. 534 mile trip yesterday back to Leeds via Burnley. I've heavily criticised O'Shea this season. But yesterday he defended brilliantly. He, Bayer and Trafford clicked. Yet, as you say, mate, late tuning in. We have discussed uh, O'Shea. We've all eaten a bit of humble pie with him, apart from Sam, who said he was class from the start uh, and loved the fact that we signed him. 
Um, but yeah, same with Trafford and the defence looked really good yesterday. But Sam, have you joined the West Yorkshire Clarets or is John going to have to do some more headhunting? Headhunting. Oh, mate, I'll, I'll literally, it's so weird that you said that because my dad's like spoken to them before about doing something and we've just never got round to it. Like, but I, I'd be more than happy to, like more than happy to, 100%, sort me out. Like, I'll have a, I'll have a look at the dates because I've, I've got it sent through on a tweet. Drop, drop me a DM, we'll, we'll figure it out. Drop him the DM. You, I, I can sense a friendship coming on. Both from Leeds. Both support perfect. Burnley. Well, that's perfect. I well, work in Leeds. Can I be your friend as well, please? I, oh, my God. Roger Eli's going to the next meeting. There you go. Job done. I'm your there. dad would love I'm that. There. Your my dad, dad would love that. that. I'm there. Go yes. and tell him. Go and tell him. Now, get him up. Get him up. Um, but I know that Neil has to go in five minutes because he's left all his Christmas shopping till Christmas Eve. So he's got to go and battle around the supermarkets, Ooh. battle around the Metro Centre. Because uh, he's he's a he's a Jordy is a lad. How are you? So he's going to be running around the metro. How are you? Out the way, man! I can't get it in the in the JD like any some new trainers, man. Um, <laughs> no, I, I hope there's not. <laughs> I hope there's no actual Jordy's watching. Um, but uh, yes, uh, so I do want to do the stuff that we do when we're wrapping up. Man of the match shouts, please. Everybody get your comments in. I will go to the lads now. Get their thoughts. Then I'll give my thoughts. Then I'll bring all your comments in. So, man of the match, shouts, please. I need to make this into a segment, like man of the match and have a video. We'll do that for New Year. Uh, Milton Dingle's laughing at what I presume is my horrendous Howie Jolly accent. Um, but, Neil, I'll come to you first because uh, your internet has gone full, Sam. Where, or, or, so, it's struggling a bit, I think. So, we'll come to you first. And if is you it? need to shoot, whatever, if I you just need got to shoot. <laughs> I, I, I do, I do like, I do like throwing, I do like throwing some um, unnecessary shade towards Sam without say. actually, what without actually doing one? it. Um, but Neil, your man of the match, please. Uh, I'm going to go for Sander Birds, just because of that run and that finish, and I love it. And yeah. the fact that he is quite clearly the Norwegian king. He is the best Norwegian player in the Premier League. He's the best right Norwegian now. footballer in the Premier League. It really is. Right now, and that is really a fact, because Haaland's injured yeah. and Odegaard has suddenly gone missing, although I believe he got an assist yesterday. I've not, I didn't see the game. Um, to did be honest. Uh, Sam? No. no, he didn't. And who did? The Norwegian King. Sander and who's Berge. coming to town tonight? Sander Burge is coming Sander to Berge. town. Um, Sam, your man of the match, please. It's got to be Sander, isn't it? I mean, he was so good yesterday. He just dominated that midfield. And yeah, Jao Pelini is worth how much? 80 million quid to buy Munich? Well, Sander is worth 120 then because he absolutely <laughs> pocketed him. Really, well, really I, don't, I don't know if this has changed. And before I go full into uh, this, um, it hasn't changed. Who's top of the Bundesliga? Leverkusen. So buy Munich, you can have Paulinia. Leverkusen, don't buy Sander. But you, if we put him in there, he'd be top of the league with Nathan Teller. And the Clarets boys had ruined the Bundesliga as well. Um, but Wait, what's, I didn't mean to put... Oh, sorry. Go on. No, I was just going to say I didn't mean to put that comment on. A, a crazy stat that I saw today, right? So, you know, Granit Xhaka signed for Leverkusen at the start of this season. Yeah. Do you know he hasn't lost a game playing with Leverkusen yet? And he's played 23 games. That's madness. What, he did hasn't he lost the... a game with Leverkusen in 23 games. Is that is, uh, I was going to say, is that Alonso? Yeah, yeah, he's a genius. Yeah. What a manager he is! And I tell you what, if anything does happen to company or he gets pinched, 
I'll have him. I'll have Alonso off your Leverkusen. But the man of the match shouts have come in. I'm, I'm sorry, I forgot to give man full house from me. Sander Berge, he runs the midfield at the minute. That run was fantastic. The finish was fantastic. You could say the keeper should do better, but it was that power, that much precision, that much pace on the ball from the Norwegian king that he isn't getting anywhere near it. But John Robertson says, oh, Shea. Andrew, everyone's favourite Scotsman, says Sander. Leo Caldercott says Sander. Tricky Disco, year 2000, um, says Trafford. To be fair, Trafford did keep us in the game uh, in that first half. Uh, Milltown Dingle says Burge easily. Jake says Burge. Well, it's just Santa Burge. Alan says Burge. Stuart Rhodes, he says Trafford. First half, Captain. There you go. It's like an echo. Um, it's Scott says Burge. He's so keeper, is he? Really, really is. Burge, Sheffield United fans must be gutted seeing him perform like this for us. You know what? They're not because they keep just hiding behind this bitterness. I, I find it so bizarre. Like, I like a lot of Sheffield United fans, but there's some on my timeline recently that all they do. If some Burnley page or Burnley fan comments on Sander, they're there straight away underneath it. It's just, just mate, just let him go. Like, we're not asked anymore about that. You shouldn't be asked about anymore about it. Um, John Robertson says, quick kiss of death. Mo Salah has only scored one goal against Burnley in a shed load of games. His only goal came in the 1-1 draw at Anfield. Burnley 2, Liverpool 0. There you go. You heard it here first. Uh, Tricky Disco says, fair play to Bird. Proved a lot of people wrong, including myself. He's got, yeah, he did. Like He had a slow start to the season. You could see it in some games that he was getting better, but he's another one, trajectory, going up and up and up and just getting better and better week on, week out. Um, but is there anything else you want to discuss, lads, before we go? We are at 10.30, so I think Neil's itching to go. He needs to go to the Metro Centre and shout at people. Um, but is there anything else you want to discuss before we wrap it up? <laughs> Not for me, mate. Um, just everyone have a good Christmas. Uh, let's hope that we uh, soldier on and go undefeated in 2024, which I'm sure we will. Yep. Champions League. Champions League. Well, on somebody, somebody did put it in the group. I won't name names. Neil. Um, he did say uh, Europa League dream is back on. And oh, I was like, that's yes, incorrect, that. mate. No, nope, I said <laughs> What did you say? Did you? There you go. There you go. So it, it got even higher, even higher. Yeah. So yes, Newcastle, watch out. We're coming for your Champions League space. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, thanks, lads, for coming on. It's been a pleasure spending Christmas Eve with the boys. It really yeah. has. Thank you to your service for Turfcast in the last year. Uh, we will probably have a show before we do the New Year stuff. But thank you, lads. Hope you have a good Christmas. Um, and again, everyone in the comments, have a fantastic Christmas. We will wrap it up here. So if you are late to the show, as John was, as Leo was, as Mike was, as a lot of you were, <clears throat> don't worry. When I press end stream on this, it becomes a standalone video for you to watch at your leisure back from the start. And again, I'll be uploading the podcast straight away. So if you're going out somewhere like Neil, if you're going to the Metro Center or if you're more local, you know, you're going to the Charter Walk Shopping Center because I know where I'd want to be. Um, then you can always stick the podcast on in, your, in your car because it will be up within the next 15 minutes. But thanks, lads, for coming on again. Thanks for helping out for Turfcast this year. It means a lot to me. Thanks for coming on on Christmas Eve when you're both incredibly busy. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And a special thanks, everybody, commenting as well. You guys keep the stream ticking along. And I will see you probably for a full-time show after the Liverpool game because I don't think we'll have time to do a pre-game show, if I'm honest, because obviously it's on Boxing Day and I'm not doing one tomorrow, it being Christmas Day. So I might do a live one Christmas, uh, Boxing Day morning. Uh, we'll see. But we'll definitely back for a full-time show after the Liverpool game. But thanks, everyone, for watching. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And we will see you next time. Merry Christmas. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. 
Your mates have already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ornament delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.